apocalypse, Mr. Manheim. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. Welcome to Dark Side's Couch. I'm Shay. This is James. This is Mike. And we're here once again by not being together yep. to bring you Teen Titan Spotlight number 11. Teen Titan Spotlight on the Brotherhood of Evil. And that Ooh. is from 1987. 87. That's a great year. What many wonderful things happened in 1987. Yeah, uh, Alf. Mostly Alf. <laughs> you know, we don't need to bring up that we're separate anymore. I think it's going to be this way for the next two years. It's just a given? At this point, yeah. But I want people to know we're not holding hands while recording this episode like we normally do. I'm holding my own hands. It's impossible to move things on the screen. If it wouldn't ruin our audio, I would demand that the three of us would be cuddled up on the couch right Aww. right up into each other's business. Aww. But it would. No. But then we'd have all that audio bleed. It'd be yeah. the worst. Would it be you or, or James as the, as as the middle the of the sandwich? Yeah. yeah, James. That would make, that'd make the most logic. Yeah, yeah. it would. The most sense. logical sense. Yeah. No, but we finally got the bugs worked out here i during the first time we did this over zoom i wasn't eating at all but i still had meat sweats the whole time yes yeah. i was so i was so worried also known as sweating he keeps making this it's, joke to me and i just keep responding with that's just sweating no meat sweats is different you you don't know what it's like to be a 300 pound dude neither I mean, do neither, you neither do i but i can guess eating a giant plate of sausages yes you have sweating. no idea I doubt you've, you've, James, you are seriously the size of a goddamn pole. Like, I doubt you've ever been obese in your no, life. No, it's, I have not been, but it, first of all, I'm not the size of a pole. I am no, the si- not, anymore. I am be- not anymore. When I yeah. met you, you were pretty skinny, but not anymore. I'm proportional. This is an American problem here. Is that just because someone's proportional that they're, that means they're skinny. No, they're lean. James, I'm you're, lean. you're European muscled up. I'm Vitruvian. Yeah. I'm exactly like where we're supposed to be. You're like a Norwegian man. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I can, I can pull a, a rickshaw or whatever behind me. <laughs> Those aren't Norwegian. Norway and China are pretty I, far I, apart. They probably have something similar in Norwegia. <laughs> in Norwegia, in the thick of Asia, yep. Norwegia. All right. All right, that's not funny. Yeah, that's not yeah. funny. We don't say yeah, things like that here. Yeah. Um, okay, funny. so what we are doing here uh, is uh, Teen Titan Spotlight number 11. This is what we we're going to do before the quarantine destroyed the world. Yeah, uh, but there's no but there's no Teen Titans in this at all. Yeah, well, it's this is Teen Titan Spotlight, and it was a book that was designed to just kind of elaborate on some of the characters that you might see in Teen Titans. Uh, this is called The Brotherhood is Dead, written by Jean-Marc Lofiesseur. And Randy Officer, a husband and wife duo. Art oh, by, nice. Yeah. I bet they fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They hate well, everybody does. What the art hell? By, <laughs> art by Joe Orlando and Bruce Patterson. Um, we end up with a lot of dystopia. This is like dystopia number 15 or 20. And for a show that's only done about 100 episodes, that's a high dystopia ratio. All my it favorite is. movies are about dystopias. All my favorite comics, I live in a dystopia. I don't know, man. I'm ready to read a comic book about a uh, future where everything just goes right. I'm ready to read a comic book about a baby Superman being used as a sex object by two women. We'll we'll get around to that. Maybe next week. Probably next week. Almost (laughs) not in this comic though. Don't set up expectations. This comic book is actually a bit of a like it. So this is a spotlight on the Brotherhood of Evil, who we actually did check in with before when they were fighting the Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, suppose so. Sort of like the next evolution. And the main thing we took away from there is that the Brotherhood of Evil. They get along really well. Yeah. Right? I remember they were like They are a brotherhood. Yeah, Yeah. they had like a deep friendship. They were super supportive. If somebody on the team screwed up, nobody got mad at them. They would console each other. It was a great relationship. (laughs) They were were, were better friends than the Doom Patrol. They really were. And uh, things are fracturing a little bit at this point. This is a little bit down the road, and and maybe they're hitting some rockier times. The seven-year itch, maybe? Um, The core of the Brotherhood of Evil is uh, the brain, who is a brain in a jar the leader of the group, and Masur Mala, who is a, a gun-toting gorilla. Right. Yes. Shay, I want you to know that when I picked this, I forgot that you had a problem with apes. You know, Listen. it's okay because James already warned me a couple days ago and said, uh, you're not going to like some of this. Yeah, there's something going on a little later in the show towards the end that you're, you're going you're gonna to need to pull your headphones away from. I'm, I'll uh, give you a heads up. I'm not going to be able to hear the rating system, am I? No, you're not. You're not. I love how uh, one of the main characters of the book is being killed on the cover. Yeah. So, so the cover of it, it's a, much like the entire book, this cover is extremely crowded. 
Yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, so this time around, uh, as we'll meet all the characters, but there's a new form Brotherhood of Evil that they're they're putting together. Uh, and well, like, yeah, and they meet a special guest star. Um, do we want to say what it is, or do we want to just say it as we get? I to guess the we'll book? just hit it when we get to okay. it. Okay. Because most people listening to the show will have no idea what we're talking about anyway. No, They'll have to Google it. Well, yeah, that's that's different from usual. The times when people have <laughs> yeah. a very firm yeah. grasp on what the hell we're talking about. Um, okay, is there anything else I wanted to hit before we get into it? I think that... Nah, just go. Covers. Just do I, it. I also, I'm going to say one other thing. Uh, I don't know... We don't know when it's actually going to happen, but when Doom Patrol Season 2 comes out, if you're enjoying the brain and Masur Mala, they will most likely be heavily featured in Doom Patrol Season 2. It's been alluded you to. You know what? I, uh... I was uh, I I told you guys I was going to watch that show when we did that episode, and I never did. Well, that's your yeah, loss. Yeah, we know. It's not <laughs> we, society's we know loss, it's yours. The show is fantastic. <laughs> I think I'm getting to a point where I've seen too many movies and seen too many shows, so I just know how they all are. I, that's the thing is, Doom Patrol is the one... No, Normally, I agree with that. It's like, yeah, it's all going to follow the same arc. Doom Patrol is the one superhero show that just decided to go in a completely different direction, and it's fantastic for it. You know, there's a lot of shows where, I go, where everybody talks about you have to watch this show. You don't have to watch those shows. You really got to watch Doom Patrol, though. Doom Patrol is I'm so always, goddamn good. I, I'm always like, oh, I should watch that show. How about you guys understand uh, the fundamental basic particles of reality? Once you learn about that, you're not interested. Nobody's interested by anything that fucking matters. That's who, my. All right, I'm, I'm done. What, who are you talking to? When is that I, conversation I happening? Do you need to about, go yell at some youths to go get off your lawn? You talking to the Michigan Proud Boys? God, that's great. I'm just. Maybe maybe ninety percent of humanity should die. <laughs> maybe you know, that should be. This does kind of occur to me that like if you just said like the kids and the old people can't go outside and the rest of us can, the problem would kind of fix itself. I guess. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It depends on I, how if, horrific your mentality is, but uh, if if this if the uh, whatever, let's go. All right, here. So anyway, <laughs> so there's a lot going on in this book, and I for, I've read it like three times, and I I get it as I'm reading it, and the second I change the page, I forget. I was gonna say I have no idea. What ha- I've read this twice, and I have no idea what <laughs> happened. In this so book. there's so it's clearly like a five issue miniseries that somebody said you don't get five issues with the monkey. Yeah, this is this is 22 pages, and they went, ah, oh, shit. This is another one of the books I fought for us to do, and then we do it, and I'm like, oh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Ah, well, <laughs> I mean, I think you're just used to the dystopia. So, all right, we open up with a flashback, and it seems like a former Brotherhood of Evil member, Madame Rouge, who we met in the uh, when we saw the Brotherhood of Evil last time, uh, I guess she's pissed at the Brotherhood of Evil, and she has tried to kill them. Yes. And they are believed dead, but they ain't. At no. this point, it's just the brain and Monsieur Mala who uh, have a great, terrific friendship that eventually turned romantic for yeah, a very brief period. I don't know why the brain would want to exist, though. Like uh, everything about his his life is terrible. Because he's got a great friend. He probably wanted to die <laughs> until he met this gorilla. Mm-hmm. They taught each other how to love. <laughs> this gorilla wears bandoliers, by the way, right. just to keep it in mind. He loves guns. Hey, a gorilla is going to love a gun just as much as a person is. He like, looks like a piece of ginger wrapped up in a rubber band. He also has a haircut. If you look closely, he, he does. Has he has a, he's got a goddamn Timothy McVeigh going on. No, he looks like he looks like the main guy from G.I. Joe. The, like the core G.I. Oh, Joe guy. Uh, Duke. He looks like Duke. Duke. Duke? Yeah. Is it Duke? I don't know. I think it is Duke, yeah. All right, anyway. So they're not dead. And then we see our first weird government agency, the Dome. Yeah, they're like a mm-hmm. French, right. uh, like CIA, I guess. Yeah. And they're having uh, internal matters that are difficult. Yeah, and it's something incredibly complicated with, uh, so the the woman who leads up this organization is named Belfajar? Yeah. And Belfajar? Belfajar? And she's the yeah, acting Belf, director. Bel, Bel, uh, what a, yeah, and her and this other dude are watching a screen of the last panel. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, and she's got a great look going on. She's got a Madonna cut and uh, oh, yeah, some really cool does. glasses, like angled triangular sun- sunglasses. Makes her look yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. She is full on gem from the 80s right now. Yeah. I oh, yeah. It. Yeah. And they're, and they're uh, mad about that. Uh, the previous director, Robert Redford, was doing something wrong. Yes. So the previous director clearly looks like Robert Redford if he did porno. And uh, which he may have done. I don't know. I wasn't alive. I, I just Stallone him around did. All day. Speaking of our speaking yeah. of our best friend, Sly Stallone, Italian he, Stallone. Did well, he did do a porno. I mean, within that one thing right there, within this panel that we're looking at in the center of the page, looks like Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Oh, yeah. Paul Newman. Maybe yeah, maybe I was thinking of Paul together. Newman. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. It's Paul, it's Paul Newman with a porn stash. Yeah, they're all the same to me. So. 
So uh, basically, <laughs> he was the, supposed to be the director, but then he got ousted, but he was actually behind the scenes working with the Brotherhood of Evil. Yeah, now the new guy in charge, he was a superhero called... Uh, he was with the Boy Commandos. The, the Boy Commandos. I'm sure that wasn't ripe with pedophilia. It was a Kirby. <laughs> it was a Kirby. You guys can all calm down. That guy fought in the war. The big one. <laughs> did, he, did he? Did Kirby fight in the war? Oh, yeah. He came back and he was a super hippie. He came back from uh, World no War II. No offense to Kirby, but lots of people have fought in wars that were still shitty people. Sure, oh, yeah, but Kirby, most. Kirby came back, and if you read his comic books from, from after he came back, they're super, super liberal, super hippie books. He wrote... Well, he's, got, he's got some far-out ideas. Yeah, he was super far-out. He created the Forever People in the early 70s. It was just a gang of roving space hippies. Was, oh, yeah. We still like, got to do that comic of uh, Jimmy Olsen who yeah. gets in charge of the space motorcycle gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so I guess they had struck a deal behind this dude's back with the Brotherhood of Evil that as long as they didn't do anything too horrible, they would let them slide. And this is this speaks yeah, to like the Brotherhood Al-Qaeda. of Evil. Yeah, <laughs> the Brotherhood of Evil is very amenable to these terms. Or ISIS. There's a great deal of uh, Islamic terrorist groups that... The United States created that had that same deal. Well, if you're <laughs> going to run a country, you're eventually going to cut a deal with the terrorist. If you're going to do a comic book podcast, you're eventually going to have a gorilla in there. It's just the <laughs> thing for that sure. happens. Every week. It's just what happens. Um, and so uh, the assumption is that the Brotherhood is dead, but our lady director uh, tells him the Brotherhood is not dead. Um, and so therefore, <laughs> there's a problem. They're still in their same house. They I didn't even move. Nope. They didn't. Where they remember before they were like in the basement of a junior high or something was their was their secret headquarters. Really, that's a good idea. <laughs> it was it was something like that. It was it was ridiculous where they where they hung out, but they were just starting out. I didn't watch the. Uh, I've watched every cartoon of like uh, comic books that have existence except for Teen Titans. So like a lot of these characters, I have no idea who they are. Okay. Was that show good? Did you guys watch it? Should I check that out? Titans is pretty good. Um, it's better than I thought it would be. It tends to botch the ending. Both season finales just botched it. But uh, you know, a lot of good characters, a lot of fun sequences, and everything. Maybe I'll get a bug up my butt and I'll check it out one day. There's a lot to like, and then they, you know, they kind of they botch it a little bit here and there. But um, but anyway. So uh, they decide that they need to uh, root out the Brotherhood of Evil before they form a new group. Uh, mm-hmm. It turns out they're already forming a new group with a lady named Phobia. So mm-hmm. Phobia looks like a character from an old movie called The Devil Woman from Mars. Uh-huh. You guys ever see that movie? No. No. Okay, well, if you look, if you Google the image, like you'll see what, that she looks exactly like this. To the point where I would say uh, they based her off of that. Yeah, that could be her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got a high collar. Uh, she's got like a like a skull cap and a medallion, mm-hmm. and she can control people's fears, I believe. And she's shaving off her eyebrows and drawing on new ones. Yeah, God but that was it. the style of the time. Ugh, Shay, Shay t- do you want to explain one. what that means? What, what, what's going on? The shave off the eyebrows and just yeah, draw yeah, new yeah. Ones on? No, let me let me female explain to you eyebrows. Thank you. Hang on, Thank hang on. You. She's got a little intro. Here we go. I do. to deal with eyebrows. Unfortunately, the styles at the time changed drastically, which is why back in the 90s, all the women had eyebrows that looked like sperm, and now all the women have eyebrows that look like caterpillars. Now, naturally eyebrows grow more like caterpillars than sperm, and it's a lot easier to draw on sperm than it is to pluck it or wax it. Especially if you're in the band Oasis. Oh yeah, I got yeah, it. Okay, all right, all right. Well, good. That, did, we go. that didn't answer. That didn't answer my question of why, though. Of why she's doing it specifically? Or? No, anyone. What's the point? What's it for? Well, again, it's the style of the time, so you're trying to be stylish. Right, but I've no. It's like when women have long painted fingernails, or they have painted on eyebrows, or something. Yeah. What guy is like? What she walks by, right, and the guy thinks, "Wow, look at the nails on her." No one says that. Nails so are for na- nails. You do because you like. Nails are for yourself. All right, then what about the eyebrows then? Well, no, everybody I, sees eyebrows. Yeah, but if, so, if if a woman comes up to me and starts to flirt and she has drawn on eyebrows, I'm not going to be interested. Well, now yeah. you're not. But well, think I wouldn't, back, no matter think back what. Back to the 90s and all the women that you had crushes on that were famous, go Google pictures of them and take a look at their eyebrows. All right. I think the only girl I had a crush on was the lady who played Joan of Arc in the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure movie. That's the only wow. woman you ever had crush uh, had a crush on. Probably ruined him psychologically. 
Maybe Apparently. not. Yeah, that might have been because I basically like every girlfriend I've had like <laughs> my entire life has been a variation of that. Well, I don't think we're gonna get to the bottom of this eyebrow problem today. Mike's got we're a on type. page. We're on page three, <laughs> so we're moving on. All right. So anyway, Phoebe is gonna join the new Brotherhood of Evil, and then and I forgot who he is. Uh, another dude shows up. Sunshine Man, I guess. No. I'm not too sure what his deal. Hang was. on, I know who that is. Knockoff Iron Man. This is he's an African American no. guy wearing a red and green body armor suit with like a helmet, but he's also wearing a fedora on top of the helmet. <laughs> he's Doctor Mist. Doctor Mist. Okay. All right. There we Why go. does he have a sun on his chest? Because he, he's one with nature. Okay. No, he's not. You know what? He's not really going to factor into this comic book <laughs> at all. And he's wearing a trench coat. And he's wearing a trench he's, coat. Look, he's not going to factor in. He's putting his hand on the woman's shoulder, which is uh, not he's cool. He's Joe Biden it. Yeah, he's going to give her a back rub like Bush did. He leans in and like smells her hair. What the hell is Joe Biden saying to those people when he's getting in close and whispering shit? Oh, I smell terrific. God damn it. I can't uh, wait for those debates. I, I certainly can. Uh, and so then we check in with the Brotherhood, and they're recruiting one more new member, a guy named Warp. Warp. Who wears yep. a conch shell on his uh, head. He looks like uh, James Lipton. Yeah, played yeah. by James Lipton yep, in this yep, comic yep. book. Normally I shit on the motivations of the heroes and the supervillains of these books, but Warp is the first one to actually figure it out. He's like, yeah, I use my powers to get rich, and now I'm chilling. He's I'm like, oh, his, right. He's denting his fingers as he explains this, and uh, Masuru Mala is behind him, just like envious. Of fingers. Like, I didn't realize we could just stop. And they're like, they're like, yeah, but you can get revenge if you join us. He goes, I don't care. I live in a million dollar yeah. house by yeah. a, by a, by an ocean. Fuck yeah. off. I own a pier. Uh, but then they get attacked. I guess the the organization that had was working with the Brotherhood of Evil uh, is now upset that they're reformed, and so they've sent some troops out to attack them. The brain can't do shit, so Monsieur Mala immediately just goes, "Don't worry, sir," and just starts blasting away. And yep. Phobia uh, uses her pink uh, goo powers yeah. to make people afraid. I'm not I really guess. sure. Yeah, I'm not. Well, one of one of her goo power beams seems to be exploding this man's chest. So I'm really not sure. How That's that the thing works. because because yeah. like if I if I'm if I'm describing this from using comic books, then she's using the the Jean Grey psychic pink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it could be a variety of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't also, know. James, you keep saying that uh, Monster Mala keeps saying sir, and it's not sir, it's master. Ma- he it says is master. master. Well, he so knows there's, his pr- there is a different level of well, uh, your place in the in the hierarchy when you say master. He knows his performance review is coming up. He's gunning for that raise. Yeah, but you know, in these exactly. times, he the brain does not have the money for a raise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably should have invested his money more wisely when things were going well. Maybe that's why they're trying to recruit uh, Warp because he's got all that money, and they're like, you know, I gotta pay this gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, I see. <laughs> I have to pay him in guns and bandoliers. <laughs> so they uh, they manage to uh, do some damage, but then the soldiers kind of overwhelm them, overwhelm them, and uh, take out Phobia. <laughs> Warp put, he puts on a piece of pottery, which I be- guess is like one of them lawn potteries, you know. <laughs> And it's he probably a, got it from his porch. Or a conch shell or a toilet seat. And he puts and he it on his head. Puts it on. But by doing so, the rest of his costume disappears. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and uh, he, he warps he, him away. Yeah. But while he's doing that, the soldiers that have this, like, silver body armor or whatever fire a gun at him, which I guess causes his warping powers to overwork yeah, or short scrambled or something something weird the, went on the, i guess the goal was to kill them all and uh instead uh, something else happens and uh paul newman is watching all of this with those five dollar binoculars from the last yeah. comic book mm-hmm. right. like, wait so is he like on site <laughs> he's uh, he's like 75 <laughs> feet away <laughs> or because at first i thought he was at home watching his own view screen and he was looking at the binoculars at his own view, view <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's actually one of those things where you put in the slides and then you hit the button. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got the little film. The yeah. viewfinder. Yeah, viewfinder. Oh, you know, he's got time to spare. He's going to find some interesting ways to keep tabs on things. And he's using his imagination. None yeah. of this is happening. It's him with a viewfinder <laughs> just pretending that so he's doing stuff. Now the Brotherhood of Evil is transported to the dystopia we came to see. Right. So is this like an alternate Earth now? They like shifted realities? I guess so. Because it's I not guess the future. So. No. Because I, I thought they would be going to the future or something, but that's not the case. No, it's not. I can tell it's not because, well, well, as we'll see, I guess we can reveal it. 
um, our character who's leading the the uh, rebellion in dystopia is Tintin. Tintin. Yeah, yeah, Tintin is this really, really old comic book character. Did they make a movie French. about him recently? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Steven Spielberg did. And apparently, oh. it was pretty decent. So, Tintin is a comic series by Belgian cartoonist Herge. This mm-hmm. is the pen name of Jorge Prosper Remy. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. But uh, mm-hmm. created in 1929. Uh, Tintin sucks, by the way. Um, okay. I used to read the Jeez. books well, all the time. He never he never really developed a personality. He's just sort of this blank slate character. Well, um, nobody needed to have a personality well, back no, then. No, he wasn't supposed to have the personality. His, his you know, the, the old drunk guy was the personality. Well, he, the, the name of the series after the old drunk guy. Yeah. But uh, here, uh, t- this is so, I'm guessing this is the world of Tintin. It is. And I can tell you that because... Uh, the adventures, the famous Tintin adventures, like, for instance, when he went to the moon, are built into the canon of everything that went wrong in this comic book. And in fact, Tintin went to the moon something like 16 years before. Uh, I can't find my note. 1952, several, I'd say. He I, went, think I, yes. I think I remember from the count, this, this book here. Yeah, that's probably right. And so all those adventures happened. But in Tintin, all of those were great adventures. Here, they basically brought on the dystopia. And since those right. things happened, it can't be our same universe or the regular DC universe unless historically Tintin was the first person on the moon which I'm sure wasn't the case. So Tintin here, uh, he rides a wolf bat, I guess, and mm-hmm. he is now a grown man with a yep. gun and a shield, and clearly their diet in, the, in this dystopian future is excellent mm-hmm. from, from Tintin's physique. Yep, and he rides, his, his ghost bat thing is actually the mutated version of his dog, Snowy. Um, he's just going by Tin now, because he's grown up. It's also worth noting that in typical fashion with this show uh tintin was super racist back in the day oh was yeah. he now him personally oh, yeah. very yeah him in fact uh, and they've gone back and they've sort of made corrections to this in one adventure and this isn't racist it just shows how insane he was tintin dynamited a rhinoceros nice all right fair so yeah there's an entire do- book in africa that is not is, okay is there a comic of him blowing up that uh, uh rhino that we can do it's a book it's a book book uh so i doubt it but we can look into that um it's also worth noting that the husband and wife duo who wrote this comic book also wrote a uh a guide to tintin so apparently they're just big tintin fans yeah right so how yeah. is warp moving his head not well He's moving his head like the Michael Keaton Batman. He just has so to move he, his entire top of his body. Does he have to wear that for his powers to work? Why did he put that on to begin with? It's this, probably yeah, like, it really is the dumbest fucking costume. Well, I'm guessing it's like Cerebro for Professor X. He doesn't need it, but it really helps. Okay. Well, it makes know. him look like a fucking maggot. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's not a good look, but but so they show up in this dystopia, and uh, the monster Mala is uh, thinking that Warp sabotaged them. Yeah, and Warp's like, dude, my powers are bizarre, and I have no idea what happened here. Brother, I got some ceramic on my head. What do you expect from me? You're like, you guys came to me for money. <laughs> I'm clearly insane. Uh, and so they start getting in this fight, and Tin shows up, who is looking jacked about. Now, remember, if you've not seen Tin before, he used to be just sort of this ginger kid with a quaff in his hair, and now he's a big, beefy dude with a quaff in his hair and a little pony knob. Yeah, he, uh, he's back, tying it back, which was the style at the time. It was. It looked great. Little rat tail. Uh, I want Tin Tin hair. No, you don't. Yeah, that's that's kind of what modern female fashion looks like. I want hair. Yeah. Period. <laughs> period. Okay. So they get in this fight. They're fighting like mutant people. I don't know how the mutant people came to be. I no, guess they're just they're, they're all from... different in a variety. They're all some of them got punk rock haircuts. So they got mm-hmm. a mutant society, I, I, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so the the villains decided to just join in Tintin's war and start fucking up all the mutants. Tintin wears a nice necklace of puka shells. Yeah. Or pearl. Uh, no, that's a pearl necklace. It's a pearl necklace. Ugh. That's a pearl Ugh. necklace. Yeah. And he's got. Uh, a nice firm round buttocks and some pirate boots and uh, some knee pads. He is the ultimate twink. Yes, he is looking he, good. He grew up to be a, a, a but he's, he grew up to be a thick man who still has twink tendencies. Yes, yeah. yes, he does. He's still that's twink hair. He's Absolutely. a twunk. He's a twunk. Yeah, he's yeah, a he twink is. and a honk. Yeah, he, is. he is a twunk. Well, he's got knee pads and a pearl necklace. So you guys, make I mean, your, you guys make your own. Uh, I'm sure, to bring it back to, to being serious, I'm sure these are references to previous comics back of Tintin or, or something. Like, I, yeah, I feel they like are. they wouldn't just give him a pearl necklace uh, for no reason. This is a uh, reference to him being really gay and submissive about it. 
Also, where is he getting his hair done? Well, like, I can't so get a haircut now. When you're super, you know, submissively blowjob gay like that, you have now a product that you can just stick in your hair to just kind of uh, make he's it not, that way. He's not uh, in, there's something about Mary. He's like, man, your hair smells really sour, uh, Tintin. What's uh, up with that? Jesus. Yeah, now we're going to move on from this. <laughs> okay. God, so, Mike, when so, was the last time you saw a human? Oh, uh, uh, right now I can see James. <laughs> and realize I even have a camera on. The beard's coming back in. That's nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, so then they find out the story, uh, which is that uh, they've got an old drunken professor buddy uh, who hangs out with them, the captain, who is now given in entirely to his alcohol problem. Yeah, I guess. He had given in then. Like, <laughs> Yeah. He, 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 he used to kind of hide it. So is he like distilling it? Where he's drinking his own. That's his pee. He's oh, drinking pee. He just but because putting, he's such an alcoholic, his piss is just, 95% yes. vodka. He's drinking Tintin's pee. He makes his own. <laughs> he's got that disease uh, where he brews his own uh, beer in his tummy. Oh, yeah. I read about that. That's fucked up. Isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so then we get kind of a recap of what happened. And all their all their fun adventures that were so innocent at the time basically touched off World War Three. Yep. Like all innocent adventures. Yep. That's why you can't go just exploring things. No. Nope. They have better rocket technology than we do. Because look at yeah. the rocket landed on the moon. They got one of those Elon Musk rockets. Yeah. You mean it doesn't work? It hey, works. It's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Don't doubt the Musk. He's got it going on. Yeah. He'll I'm figure sure. it out. I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll figure it out soon enough. Smart, insane man. Yeah. So, uh... So basically, this leads to a bunch of other misadventures. Uh, it sets off a big uh, space war, which turns into a whole nuclear collapse war. of civilization and a nuclear war. Yeah, it becomes a whole mess. Yeah, they destroyed the whole world just because they wanted to go to the moon. And so now they know that the world is going to come to an end. And so basically, they need to get onto this weird... Uh, there's a Well, there they explain where the mutants come from. It's from the fallout radiation changing them. Okay. And so one of their enemies kidnapped the professor that they worked with and built a huge space arc to leave the world. Smart. Which is what we should be doing now. Yeah, now is a good time to do that. But where would you go into the vast emptiness of space? There's nowhere to go. Well, you go now and start building those things. But like, go where? So th- In what direction? Uh, I didn't they say that Mars Jupiter, is uh, probably Saturn? hospital? So uh, Hosp- Earth hospital. is, Hosp- is probably <laughs> hospital. That's going to be our hospital. Well, as of right now, Earth is way more <laughs> hospitable than Mars is. <laughs> Why would we go somewhere that's harder? We're going to go to that 2001 Space Odyssey world. Because we've only got like eight months left on this planet. You know, most likely we will we'll die on Mars. Just existing there will kill us. Well, at least they'll have strip malls by the time I get there. Like That's even, really my main concern. Like even if we lived in like the the settlements, right, with air and, and food and whatnot, the very gravity of Mars itself would it's so less than what we have here. It's like the the, the diseases they develop the astronauts develop in the space station from lack of gravity. We're gonna have that on you're gonna have that on Mars. You're just gonna die. Anti-gravity dome around the entire Oh, entire yeah, because that's real. That's a real thing. Anti-gravity. Oh, oh the internet wasn't a real thing. <laughs> now here we are doing a comic book podcast. We are, not, we are not defying physics, sir. <laughs> not with that attitude, that is, we're not. That is not happening. So they decide they need to break in. By the way, Tin's attitude in the whole time uh, is uh, up to this point seems pretty okay with the fact that he ruined the world. Well, he's been killing just nonstop this entire <laughs> he time. He hasn't stopped to face his demons. His heart this page, is cold. I counted. This page has over like 350 words. Yep. It's insane. I didn't read them. I uh, thought there was a limit. Yeah, this is the limit. Um, <laughs> so I have to say, like, it's way too much information. But I do say, like, they did a pretty good job. Like, you can see what's going on in the panels. Somehow they they got all this information in. And you can still follow along. I guess mm-hmm. phobia's pho- uh, her own personal phobia is just looking normal. Yeah. Like, bitch. Like, they're gonna find you. <laughs> like, you're never gonna be able to hide from your crimes. Okay, so they all agree that they're going to help just so they can get into the space arc and steal the technology they need to jumpstart Warp's powers and bring them back home. What if they're there for too long and her eyebrows just start growing back naturally? She's just oh. four eyebrows. Her, yeah. her her painted eyebrows are starting to fade and like her, her normal ones are, are coming back super bushy. <laughs> you shave it, it's going to come back just bushier. Yeah. It's going to be thicker and darker and rougher. That's not true. That's not true. I know, but that's from Seinfeld. It oh, is. Okay. It, it was. It was true of Kramer. Look it at it. Kramer. <laughs> of his eyebrows. 
Yeah, there's a whole thing that Kramer showed up. Like uh, Seinfeld said, like, ah, oh, that's that's just an old wives' tale. And then Kramer showed him his chest, and it was horrifying because apparently <laughs> it he wasn't used his, to chest. his chest. It was not his chest. He was <laughs> he was showing his his cock and balls, and uh, <laughs> well, he wasn't. That's that's uh-huh, not what happened because he was saying he was a lifeguard and he used to ch- uh, wax everything down for his job, and then and then he takes off his pants. Yeah. It was like, look at his chest. Look at no, it. I, uh, I'll have to go check on that. Pretty sure. It was maybe, I, maybe I blocked that memory out. I, I don't it, know that episode. Okay. So anyway, the next day they all gather, including Alki. He's still drinking. Dude, he brought, he brought it with him. Yeah. He brought a flask well, full of He pee. doesn't want to get the DTs in the middle of the war. Oh, fair. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. that's true. Yep. Uh, Gorilla is showing off his gun. Maybe Warp's costume is supposed to be like a wormhole. Oh, you know I think it just magnifies the, you know the the power that's emitting from his skull. Oh, that he, kid, he, yeah. it's a cornucopia. Yeah, I was his a, head yeah. is a goddamn cornucopia. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Thanksgiving centerpiece. He loves Thanksgiving. Yes. That's all. He's orange and yellow. Oh yeah, with a goddamn cornucopia. So he's dressed like a turkey, but he's wearing a cornucopia. He kind of got it confused a little bit. No, he's Thanksgiving, he's Thanksgiving man. man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> They're like, you can warp us across time and space. He goes, yeah, but you're called Thanksgiving, man. He goes, yeah, look at my costume. Clearly. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, Warp's saying, I can't sit around. They're starting to finally have some phrase. It's like when the Beatles started breaking up and they're still together, but they're kind of recording in different studios now. They're starting to fight a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, or being stuck in quarantine. Wait, the Beatles broke up? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And then they were, in- Dude. Then they were individually murdered. You didn't hear about that? That's why they haven't made an album in 45 years. Oh, shit. 50 years. I like how Tintin, uh, he clearly was taking testosterone in his teenage years to develop that jawline. Like, that's not normal. If you're not a hunky teenager, you don't grow up to be a hunky man. Um, I guess it depends uh, on why you weren't hunky as a teenager. If you were just eating Doritos all day, you can you can counter that. Look at the size of his yeah. neck. That is from that is from. I don't know, man. Did, have you seen pictures of Ethan Embry now? Because fuck, oh, I have no idea who that is. Or yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure he made that name up. He was the big fat brother on My Name Is Earl. Oh yeah, he lost a bunch of weight. He did. He is buff as fuck. Well, he's not. He's he he uh, he lost weight, and now he he's, he has to wear a shirt to cover up the pounds yeah, skin of bag. skin. Yeah, he's got oh, yeah. skin bag going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. You, you can't be you can't be a hunk if you have giant sacks of skin hanging off your yeah, body. Yeah, your torso just looks like a garbage bag that you painted. Yeah, he's a monster. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right. So now they're going to go ahead and attack. And they're realizing that uh, they've only got a few pages left. So the attack is basically one big splash page and that's it. Yeah, Tintin is a huge target. I don't know how he's not killed immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, I'm, he's kind of just showboating here. I haven't. Another thing, if you're sitting on top of an animal, right, whatever animal that would be, you're riding on without a saddle, and you have dog. a hundred pound shield on your right hand hanging off the side, physics is gonna pull you <laughs> off that goddamn like wolf. Yeah. You don't know the gravity on this planet. Oh, fair. I don't. I'm gonna well, guess it's his... like Earth. If they uh, they still have the same issues of traveling to the moon. That's why he's always got a gun in one hand and a shield in the other hand. It keeps him balanced. They're the gorilla man. He brutally murders that lizard guy. He yeah. loves shooting things like he's so not just, much. Not just shooting. This comic is surprisingly graphic for being yeah. a, a future Tintin comic. He jabbed the gun into its belly and then yeah. and then pointed the muzzle out the, out his back and then used yeah. that as a shield to continue shooting at people. Yep. When chimps attack people, they rip your dick off. They rip That's right, Joe Rogan. Off. They do. Yeah, they do. just they take away everything that makes you a person. So then Tin just loses his shit. He's just firing randomly. Uh, you know, just, where's the part? Where the when the part is the part of the cover show up where Tin did is killed? Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. He, he's valiant. He's killed in the cover. Mm-hmm. He's not killed. He's just attacked. Dude, but, he's yeah. shot in the back. How is he not Dude, killed? Dude's got a, a strong lat spread. I hate these books where like the laser guns don't kill anybody. It's like, well, then just use a regular gun. Then clearly those are better. Well, they're not. They don't have bullets. Where are you gonna get bullets? We're gonna get. We're gonna get a tiny nuclear reactor to to create a, a high powered beam inside of a gun. That's reusable. It's elephant bones or something. Oh my god. Uh, and so then, then they take the tower and they break in and they meet the enemy of all of this who's engineered this, who's like a cowboy dude who is a Tintin enemy, but I didn't make a note of who he was. He's an eyepatch cowboy. But you got to say it in a French accent. Is he French? Or is well, he like a Texan? I assumed he was like well, a Oklahoma well, I mean, person he, or whatever. Tintin was created by a Belgian. Oh, so Tintin's he speaks French. He did a semester in France and so he just keeps the accent. Yeah. So, gotcha. Uh, 
then he tells he tells Tin like, "Well, this is kind of your fault. I'm just trying to get off the planet." Yeah, and Tin's like, "Yeah, that's kind of a good point." It's like now nah, we're getting off. We're getting off the planet because I guess the planet's about to blow up. The planet's yeah, it's it's pretty much fucked, and so they're on the space arc, and he's like, "Dude, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to get out of here." <laughs> we did a terrible job explaining like, what this book, yeah. what's happening. It's like, oh wait, I think they're trying to escape because the planet's gonna blow up because of the war. I'm not sure. But like maybe the maybe the planet war. <laughs> yeah, tech war. <laughs> yeah, so, starring William Shatner. So then, uh, uh, Monster Mala just decides to open fire because he hadn't killed anything in like six seconds. Right, he's using an efficient gun that actually works when with bullets. Yeah, he he's the only one who's actually killed anybody. All these lasers haven't done shit. No, they they warm you yeah. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> and Mala's like, he actually just says, "No mercy, you should have killed him a long time ago." And Tin's like, Ugh, "I don't know, I've already fucked up so much." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I kill." Yeah, like really, the gorilla man like really won that war. Like everything was kind of bullshit till he showed up. He should up. really just go around the cosmos rescuing endangered planets. So he that, clearly has uh, a plan. The alcoholic sailor guy goes, "Hey, Tin, look mm-hmm. who I found! It's the professor." And Tin, Tin, the professor, like immediately <laughs> the starts awkward, t- start tongue kissing. <laughs> there's a silent panel where they hug and it's clear that that the professor is kind of saying like we're not here tim not in front of them he's like tim your shoulders are he's smelling his face (laughs) like what happened (laughs) well he probably hasn't seen tin since he was a teenager he's like what happened bro happened to you so i see you took that special formula i made for you wink wink (laughs) Sure did, because there's no food. Do it. <laughs> I've just been living off of weird formulas I found in your lab. It's like dope. That's what I made them for. Look out. I got jigsaw disease somehow. Because did your dick get bigger? Because that's the main reason why I made these. It was like a ginger Frenchman. He's his dick is not not great. He has to take some yeah. kind of some kind of formula to make that shit better. Uh, so Tin's like, well, uh, the Brotherhood of Evil, uh, we're going to rebuild this planet. You want to hang out here? And they're like, no, this place mm-hmm. is a shithole. I tell you what, yeah. I tell you what the formula we really did. We just blew the fuck out of it. I tell you what the formula really did, though. It fixed uh, Tin Tin's gross ginger skin. <laughs> yeah, he's got a nice, he's got a nice complexion. I'm going to tell you guys right now, having ginger skin is gross. <laughs> it's like wearing... It's like wearing a weird latex suit that nobody wants to look at. Like, like you're in a horror movie, and you're the guy who has to wear the gross latex suit. You're walking around like in catering. People are like, I don't even want to touch you. That's what it's like to be a ginger person. Tin looks like when Conan O'Brien has a superhero version of himself commissioned, like when Bruce yeah, Tim draws a superhero version yes. of Conan. He does. Yes. Like, yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to look like. Yeah, they did the old uh, spray tan to cover up all that bullshit. Yeah. He got the special presidential spray tan. He's like, what freckles? <laughs> it's like, you got rid of all them gross freckles, Tin. Looking good. Yeah, I would. I, I This panel, just looking at it, stepped aside. I'm looking at it and, and realizing it's a panel of a giant man wearing a pearl necklace and an open vest, yeah. forcibly hugging another person. <laughs> Come here, you. <laughs> He's wearing gloves though while he does it. I give him credit. That's right. Like I don't. He makes I, sure. I don't know gloves. what's going on, but I feel like I need to call the police yeah. because nothing illegal's happened yet. But I mean, we want to be right. proactive He's about like, this, ah, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial three and one. He's like, but then just wait. Every panel is like the professor trying to get away from Tin, and Tin keeps pulling him <laughs> back. Like, come here. It is. Oh my God, come you're here, right. You. Every other panel after this is like Tin, Tin like, holding on to him, his, like he's, like he's. <laughs> fucking Dahmer with a child. You're not going anywhere, it's, yo. It's his father figure. He hasn't had a father figure Come in here. so long. It's like Joe Biden like, meeting the new senators, <laughs> meeting their kids. Come here. Let me see her. You want to take a plane ride? Uh, and so then they decide to hook warp up to all the equipment that they found in the space arc. Yeah, because it and, will uh, uh, somehow allow him to access his memory to figure out how to send them back to their original coordinates. And uh, he wakes up from uh, an assault that Phobia kind of I guess jump starts him and he goes, I never want to do that again. Let's do it one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine like sleeping next to phobia? Like you have a one night stand with her, right? And then she like roll like in the morning she's rolled over in the night and her eyebrows are now on the pillow. Like Yeah. Like- that is a frequent thing that you could find on Instagram and yeah. stuff. Dude, it does happen. gross. I hate makeup so much. I know it's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> just, it's like, it just reminds me of Homer's paint gun. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> something to keep in mind. Well, it's a good thing you guys are in control of the makeup and everything. So. I, I just don't like it. Like, it's fine. Whatever. Put it on if you want. I'm just not going to date you. <laughs> Maybe she just really likes it for herself. Yeah. She's, she's like, she's like, my powers are a little vague. I'm going to wear this dope cape and have these menacing ass eyebrows and people will take me seriously hey, 
got I mean, into we the haven't talked about evil. the fact that her goddamn crotch area has a handlebar mustache. Oh my god, it does. There are bigger issues a, with this costume. Yeah, she's got sort of like a, a Van Dyke uh, <laughs> beard going down her chest that culminates in a weird flare up yeah. by her crotch. Remember, this, remember the fifth of November. Uh, good for this her. This is not. Yeah, this won't translate well to live action. Let's 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 revise the suit. So anyway, they decide to go ahead and uh, jumpstart him, but apparently the planet is exploding just as Warp's gonna try and get him out of there. So I guess like the when the when the cowboy guy told Tin that none of this would have happened if they just kept their experiments themselves he gets really depressed and was like yeah he's right i should die here i should die here on earth since it's my fault so the gorilla man uh gives him brain damage with the butt of his gun he does and this goes well just do, do better on the next planet even though you guys are going to starve to you death know, in the void of space that is some no but milo's got the right idea here he says to him tell your friend that he just had that he just butted with the cold cock with a pistol with a with a shotgun he's not waking up he says uh, he says, tell your friend that what's past is past. Dying would be stupid. He'll just have to be careful next time. Like, why is he not a superhero? Like, that's a, that's a Superman speech. Maybe he doesn't see what they do as evil or whatever. They're just doing their thing. Or he's a goddamn ape. Oh, that's think, very enlightened for an ape. Yeah, he's doing I, it. Hu- yeah. Humans, don't, yeah, yeah. humans don't speak that thoughtfully. Yeah. What if he's like Coco in his sign languages and they just gave him... The- Coco has several sexual harassment lawsuits against them. Coco? Yeah. Well, maybe if Coco had a friend like the brain, they'd both be better. I thought Coco was dead. Well, she is now. Coco didn't kill herself. (laughs) They turned off the cameras five minutes before she died. What are the odds? They just put a pillow over her face. Just smothered the shit Uh, out of her. As she signed, uh, thank you. (laughs) So... So uh, Warp blasts him off, and uh, Tin and his friends leave the Earth as it's exploding. So I guess all the other people who are left on the Earth are just dead. Yeah, they're dead. All the weird uh-huh. little mutants that they murdered in that war. And that planet was Krypton. If they murdered them, Mike, then they were already dead. Well, I mean, maybe one was, like, walking around looking for his arm. Like, I found it! <laughs> and then the world blows up. It looks like the rocket causes the planet to explode. Yes, yeah, so a little it afterburner. Does. Just, they're like, it <laughs> does. They're like, we're going to ride the momentum of the exploding Earth. Oh, by the way, the Earth wouldn't create a mushroom cloud. It's like, There's one scientist on the Earth going, you guys, don't take off, I swear. It's the rocket itself that causes the explosion. Dude, it's a powder keg, please. Whatever. All right. Whatever. And here's uh, Morpheus from uh, yes. from Sandman. So our so we kind of forgot, in the course of this, you forgot that this whole story was nested inside of the other story of this weird international intrigue. There's Dr. Mist, right? Dr. Mist and uh, Macfisto? What was her name? I don't know. Batista? Bella, Bella, Bella Fasci, <laughs> something like that? Bella, Harry Belafonte? Yeah, yeah. Morpheus Batista okay. is what I'm going to think of her as yep. now. <laughs> Morpheus, Morpheus Batista. Batista. All right. And so she's uh, hanging out with Dr. Mist. And he says, like, everything's going exactly as expected. And she is like, dude, I am super confused about what happened She's like, today. what's your role in this? Why are you here? And then, and then he just leaves. He's like, right. Right, 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 right. I hear you. I hear you. Before I go, do you have any pants? And then we see. So now at the end, we have this little end tag where, uh, God, the the Paul Newman dude uh, is drawn completely different. And now he looks even more like a Frenchman. He's got a baguette. He's hiding out in France with like a fake mustache. Is that what you call the the long piece of bread? Yeah, every Frenchman is required to have a baguette sticking out of a bag when they walk down the yeah, street. You got, they eat. It's just like in America, you have to have a mask on. In France, you have to have a baguette sticking ba- out of a bag. Every day, a fr- one, every French person eats one entire baguette, and like yep. and they just shove it down their mouth like a snake, mm-hmm. and they yeah, just yeah, like they just unclench, un- yeah. unhinge their jaw, and just just suck down that baguette. Yep, and no matter where you are in France, you can always see the Eiffel Tower out the window. And every French person has a terrible stomach ache. Mm-hmm. Every single day. That's just the way it is. At hard yep. bread crust. Just jam- wine that explains why they can drink so much. Yeah. They've got bread to soak it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cover up the pain uh, of their stomach aches and their intestinal issues. And so, I want bread uh, so bad now. Macfisto Batista is hanging out at the funeral of uh, somebody. I, oh, oh, so the, you know, the Brotherhood of Evil killed uh, the Paul Newman president uh, for <laughs> this revenge. This is the most confusing book we've ever done. <laughs> it really is. You, I really think this was supposed to be like six like, issues. We read this. Somebody burst in. James read this three times. I read this twice yesterday. Just I read it once. I'm like, I wasn't. <laughs> okay, I lost. I, got, I went back and read it again. 
And we're, now we're trying to describe the whole point of this fucking show is let's describe what the fuck's happening in the we failed miserably. It's super, super dense. So here's a bunch of characters that we're not familiar with that you're definitely not familiar with in a story that makes no sense at all. Well, let's let's tell you what happened. Good job. Uh, Good job, everybody. Well, and then at the end, they actually even seem a little bit confused because they're at, I guess, the Newman dude's funeral. And then back, Mephisto, Mephisto's hanging out with, I guess, Dr. Mist outside First of, of all, his costume. Mephisto is a yeah. Marvel Comics character. I think so. What are you talking no, about? No, no, Mephisto. No, no, no. Macfisto was Bono's alter ego during one of the tours in the late oh, 80s. Oh, my. Yeah, Madness. another great reference that people get. Good job. Good. <laughs> Can you hit the nerd button for yourself? Can we throw I don't know, but you more? know, the quarantine soundboard doesn't have all the same things. I got this. This is You true. will die without honor. Uh, that's not the same thing. Uh, is that dead. Worf, though? Yes, it's Worf. It is Worf. As opposed to Warp? It's always like, it's, yeah, yes. Warp. And so, uh, Thanksgiving Mac man. Fisto- <laughs> yeah, that was Thanksgiving man, right? <laughs> Macfisto and Dr. Mist uh, are taking a walk to end the book. And uh, Macfisto says, this whole thing was super confusing. Dr. Mist's hair changes nonstop. Like, first, he's <laughs> really does. short, yes. and then and then it's a, now it's an afro, and then it lends, yeah, kind of and then the bottom of the page, it's back to, to, to like your classic Denzel. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? And he's he's struggling to come up with an explanation to her that makes sense for everything that just happened. He's trying to claim that all of this was his plan. How did he know about clearly t- was not. how did he know about Tintin's world? How did they know how it <laughs> turned out? How did they know to send them there to deal with it? Did Tintin call them up somehow in some kind of tr- interdimensional phone? All questions he has asked, and he just says, "Not bad at all." Yep. Why would this guy wearing this weird like uh, Bronze Age outfit in charge of a French? government organization <laughs> to send people to Tintin world. How would they know that the gun they gave to that soldier against warp would do that? How do they know that they wouldn't bring Tin and his uh, militants back? How would they and just how slaughter would they, everybody how, on earth? How would they know that the warp's powers wouldn't tear a hole in the fabric of reality, sucking in both worlds into an, a hell, some kind of hellscape? I guess like they just have a lot of trust with the Brotherhood of Evil. They've established a good working relationship. This could be the dumbest book we've ever done. <laughs> it is not. Uh, I have a just, legit question. Yeah, that I, I still don't. I, I, I still don't sure. know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's the bad guy in this I book? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tintin. God. Tintin destroyed his Tintin, world. Clearly, he did, he did yeah. accelerate the. Yeah. His, is Tintin the bad? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Tintin's Absolutely. the bad guy. In this? Yes. Tintin's the villain, which is odd considering the people who wrote it were big fans of Tintin. I bet right now yeah. he's sitting in that rocket ship with the professor right next to him, and he has his arm around him. He's holding him tight, like you ain't going anywhere anymore. You're staying in my bunk. It's not even sexual. He's holding him like a teddy bear, just grabbing hold of him, like you're not going anywhere ever again. I'm beginning to think the bed assignments were not random, Tin. She's even like, how'd you know how to do all this? He goes, well. I know plenty. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just ends. Let me just explain to you. Wow. So uh, what do we think of that? Uh, I don't understand enough of it to make an opinion, quite honestly. Zero stars? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Zero? It was a... If this book was written in French, it would make just as much sense. Shay? I don't, I, I wasn't lying. I don't understand what happened. Yep, he just, okay. So I guess one, okay. one maybe one. I, I don't even, I, got I don't it eventually. understand enough. I, I, do, I don't understand it enough to where I can't even be angry about all it. This was, like, I just genuinely don't understand what the fuck this was supposed like to be. Like, they did all this because a Bronze Age man wanted to kill uh, Robert Redford, and mm-hmm. he did it in the most... Convolu- Paul, Newman. Paul Newman. Like, why don't you just hire a sniper to get him? Convoluted, <laughs> unlikely to work way, but it did He's work. Like, we're gonna t- we're gonna send these supervillains to Tintin World, all right, and then they're gonna come back, and then they're gonna kill uh, Robert Redford. Paul Newman. <laughs> Paul Newman. <laughs> they accidentally killed Robert Redford first. No, Robert Redford wrote the comic, and it, and it worked. Yeah, it worked. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the Brotherhood's still here, and they're gonna cause problems. He goes, well, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, it actually is what happens. He does say to us. He's like, wait, so you have, you, have a- I, you have access to suits? Why are you wearing that weird outfit? Because clearly you can look normal. He's like, yeah, not bad at all, huh? Not bad at all. And he's walking he away. He's not answering shit. And he's just saying not um, bad at all over and over again. Like, yep, not bad at all. This isn't a bad con. And I will applaud them because for this much plot, 
to even be marginally coherent visually alone to actually uh. see what's going on. It's not a great book, but it could have been a lot worse. Shay, you're probably going to want to move away your headphones for about 11 right. seconds. It's okay. It's okay. I give it a, I'm going to give it three out of five second amendment gorillas. That's my favorite thing about the new Planet of the Apes movies is all the ape gunfire they got. What is you guys' favorite uh, Planet of the Apes? Out of all the Planet I, of the Apes, which are your favorites? Oh, Mark Wahlberg. The Mark Wahlberg one, it's pretty funny, I dare I say. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln gorilla statue really did it for me. Which was like a Kevin Smith thing. T- like Tim Kevin Burton. Smith like had that idea. Or Tim Burton. No, no, Tim Burton directed, but Kevin Smith like had that idea. And like said it openly, it's something I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of like he made that joke about the Planet Apes ending with like Abraham Lincoln ape or something. Ape Abraham Lincoln, I guess it would be. <laughs> Tim Burton's like something fuck like you, that. Kevin Smith. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a- I've got to buy another weird crushed velvet felt hat. If they decide to make a movie about this comic book, I'm going to have Tintin played by Giant Up. He can do it. Uh, the closing plugs. Uh, you can check out the <laughs> Facebook fan page. That's a great place to leave requests. We love requests, especially for characters we've ever talked about before. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Darkside's Couch. You can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can play every episode loudly so your roommates have to listen as well. That helps. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and your neighbors. Maybe maybe put on a big 1980s boombox and just walk down the street. Yeah, maybe less Thin Lizzy and more our <laughs> podcast. Uh, Mike, what are we doing next time? Uh, we're going to do uh, Lois Lane. Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 57 from 1965. Anybody else got anything else they want to add? Don't read this particular book, maybe. Maybe skip it. It's okay. This may be our last uh, foray into Teen Titans. <laughs> maybe we should actually have the Teen Titans in the Teen Titans book. Have we done normal Teen Titans yet? Yes, we have. Teen Titans number two. You didn't like that one either, and it was great. I don't think we like, I like any of them. No, you tend not to. Shay, got anything else you want to add before I cut this off? Still trying to figure out what the hell was supposed to be going on. All right, stay safe, everybody. Stay inside and wash your hands. Ta-ta for now, Cushion Crusaders! The world had been through a trial by fire, and only the greatest warriors and their deadliest enemies emerged from the flames. He was the one they called... Tintin! But to those whose lives hung in the balance... The Brotherhood of Evil. Criminals of the worst kind. He was the one they called Hero. I hear this Tintin can be a real troublemaker. Now... Tintin! Is back in... Tintin!